of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and we are here today in Psalm 35 as we continue through this psalm project, which has been a tremendous blessing to me, and I hope it has been to you. Um, The Psalms has been my favorite book of the Bible for a long time, and um, even digging into it now has really just enhanced that so much. Uh, Psalm 35 is one... Uh, like many of the other psalms that is lengthy, and where I will not read the entire psalm, uh, because it will be read in the recording. It is one of those where I wrote a refrain, and taken from verses 9 and 10, and then the passage, the text of the chapter is read during the recording. So, I will get into my commentary on Psalm 35. It is a psalm of David, um, and it is a lament by one whose life is threatened. And so the psalm uses the language of warfare, which certainly David would have been familiar with as king. And it also uses legal language. We see that in verses 11, 23, and 24. And twice the psalm comes to a climax with the figure of the offering of a vow in praise. And so you will hear that uh, in the reading of the text during the recording. So let's get into it. I want to break it down and go go over a few verses here. Psalm 35, 1, it begins with contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Uh, This is a legal term that means bringing a case against someone. And such, uh, such language runs through the psalm. You see that. In verses 11 through 16, in verses 23 and 24, as David commits his case to God. Uh, We've often heard that vengeance is the Lord, and if we truly believe that, that means that we leave it to the Lord. And so the psalmist here is saying, God contend with those who contend with me. Then he says, fight against those who fight against me. So he calls upon the Lord to wage war on his behalf. And in verse 2, he says, Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. And this is a, a request that occurs many times in the Psalms in the setting of warfare. In verse 3, Say to my soul, I am your salvation. In the particular context, this phrase indicates a victory in battle, and David is trusting the Lord for his victory. Verse 5, let them be like chaff before the wind, and that means easily scattered and unable to stand, and we saw that in chapter 1 of the book of Psalms. Verse 7, for without cause they hid their net for me, without cause they dug a pit for my life. You see this phrase twice there, without cause, the Lord's Righteous servant has done no evil to his enemies, yet they pursue him. In verse 8, let destruction come upon him. And the enemies 
The enemy's evil intentions turn back on themselves. The evil becomes their own judgment. This is a, a frequent theme, not only in the Psalms, but also in the prophets. If they dig a pit for someone, they will fall into it themselves. You see that in Psalm uh, 7 and in Psalm 34. Here in, uh, in, the, in this chapter, in 35, but also in the previous chapter that we just covered. Verse 10. All my bones shall say, in other words, the very inner parts of me shall say, O Lord, who is like you? And you compare this uh, perhaps to Exodus, uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, where it says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? It's obviously a rhetorical question because there is no one like the Lord. And um, it anticipates the, sh the sure and the very certain victory of God. In verse 11, malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. In some, some translations may say violent witnesses. Either way, it's something negative. The law, in this case... The law would have condemned circulating false reports. And so malicious indicates the cruelty of these witnesses who want to harm the defendant, who in this case is David. But you see this law, there's an example of it in Exodus 23.1. Uh, people were not to give false reports about someone. In verse 12, they repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. Or Hebrew, it is bereavement for my soul. And so evil for good, this is the height of injustice. Repaying evil for good. Uh, listen to this in Genesis 44.4. Uh, 4. They had gone only a short distance from the city. Now Joseph said to his steward, follow up, follow after the men. And when you overtake them, say to them, why have you repaid evil for good? And then in 1 Samuel uh, 25, 21, Now David had said, Surely in vain I have guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him. And he has returned me evil for good. And then in Proverbs seventeen thirteen, If anyone returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. So obviously this is looked down upon. It is frowned upon when someone does right and you repay them with evil. Verses 13 and 14. But when I, but when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I, I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with my head bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother as one who laments for his mother. I bowed down in mourning. So the psalmist has done no evil to those who now attack him. And he actively and sacrificially pursued their well-being. This is the height of injustice, and it is far more common even today than you may even realize. Verse 19, let, th let not those who rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes, let them not wink the eye who hate me without cause. Winking the eye, that's a form of, of taunting. That's what he's saying here. Verse 20, they do not speak peace. This is a technical term in ancient treaties. They are breaking their covenant agreement. 
Verse 28, the last verse of the psalm. Then my tongue, he speaks of all this, and he says, he basically says, God, if you act, I will say great is the Lord. And he says, then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. The deliverance has not yet come, but the psalmist is singing with praises, the praise of God. So, as I said, this is a lengthy song. I have written a refrain for it. It would be good in the context of worship, perhaps with a scripture presentation, to read this psalm and include this refrain somehow. Um, I am one who believes that scripture during in corporate worship is not read. It is presented. And so we have to figure out the best ways and perhaps even the most creative ways to present scripture so that people realize it is living it is not just some dead text that we get up there and boringly read. It is living, and we present it to people. And I wish people would take more seriously their role of reading Scripture in corporate worship. It is vital to corporate worship. And so without any further ado, here is Psalm 35. Thank you for listening today to the Active Worship Podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. My soul will rejoice in the Lord my God And all of me shall say O Lord who is like you Helping those who need deliverance Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me. Without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it. And let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him. My soul will rejoice in the Lord my God, and all of me shall say, Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. But I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with head bowed on my chest. 
I went about as though I grieved for my friend or my brother. As one who laments his mother, I bowed down in mourning. But at my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me. Wretches whom I did not know tore at me without ceasing. Like profane mockers at a feast, they gnash at me with their teeth. How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. I will thank you in the great congregation. In the mighty throng, I will praise you. Let not those rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes, and let not those wink the eye who hate me without cause. For they do not speak peace, but against those who are quiet in the land, they devise words of deceit. They open wide their mouths against me, and they say, Our eyes have seen it. You have seen, O Lord, be not silent. O Lord, be not far from me. Awake and rouse yourself for my vindication, for my cause, my God, and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Our hearts desire. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether who rejoice in my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. My soul will rejoice in the Lord my God And all of me shall say O Lord, who is like you helping those Who need deliverance My soul will rejoice in the Lord my God And all of me shall say O Lord who is like you helping those who need deliverance